Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. In No Feeling is Final from the ABC, the writer and podcaster Honor Eastley presents a highly personal account of her experience of living with anxiety and suicidal thoughts. I'll repeat the warning that Honor gives her listeners before each episode. Her story touches on heavy lifting feelings territory, including what it's like to feel so hopeless that you want to die. The show weaves together years' worth of her audio diaries, also scripted narrative and recreations of scenes from her past, to create a moving memoir about mental health that's difficult and heartbreaking and confronting. But it also speaks powerfully and with humour about the experience of living with a cruel voice in your head that's always trying to put you down. Maybe you have a mean voice of your own. You know, that voice that tells you you shouldn't have eaten that ice cream or you're an asshole for running late to that meeting again. For me, most of the time, it's just kind of there in the background. It's like having a really yappy little dog that can talk and follow you everywhere and call you an asshole. Hey, you're an asshole. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. Hey, you're an asshole. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. I reckon it's kind of good to have a voice in your head that asks if you're being an asshole. It's a good way to avoid, you know, being an asshole. I think they call it a moral compass. But sometimes the voice is just calling me an asshole because it can because it knows I'll believe what it says. The voice is a car crash that lives permanently inside my head. And I am a rubbernecking onlooker, pretending to be walking to work, but really just wanting to get close enough that I can see how bad it really is. As if knowing more will help me to avoid my own car crash. And this is really how an inane critical voice in your head can become an overwhelming force of doom. The voice kind of goes into overdrive, imagining all these car crash scenarios and insisting on thorough, proper investigation of all of them. The problem really is that holding a magnifying glass up to the potential car crash of your life can leave you with this flailing disproportionate sense of reality. Just like how media sometimes puts awful ideologies on moral par with reasonable ones in the name of balanced debate, this voice takes charge on the back of much of the same arguments that allow neo-Nazis to end up on mainstream talk shows. Rat race got you down? Shouldn't we at least listen to what they're saying? 
Understanding is the first step to peace, right? What do they say? Keep your friends close and that asshole dog inside your head closer? But who am I to judge? I've spent 15 years giving equal seating to a voice that seems to think that constant ridicule is a great motivational tactic. And Graham's right. Sometimes the voice really is out of touch with reality. It doesn't matter what I'm doing, even on stage playing a song at a fancy writers' festival. So please join me and let's get our clapping into formation to welcome to the stage Honor Eastley. Yes? Oh, cool. Hey, I'm just going to say a few words and then I'm going to play something. So- the voice is still there. Um, Way to not do a sound check. Now there's a shitty static sound coming through your guitar lead. Thank you. All right. In my bio, it says I'm a professional feeler of feelings. But I don't really think the voice is like Fox News because I don't watch Fox News. I think it's something else. Sometimes I think the voice is more like Beyonce. But like if Beyonce was really, really mean... And I have to hand it to The Voice. Just like a world-class entertainer, it really knows how to elicit a response. If this voice is Beyonce, then my body is 100,000 screaming fans saying, whatever you say, Beyonce, oh, you think I'm a piece of shit. Oh, you're so right, babe. I love you forever. Just like the real Beyonce, The Voice is designed to be captivating, mesmerising, impossible to look away from. Even if it gets better now, it's just going to get worse overall. Over the years, I've been asked by a number of different therapists where the voice came from. I've never really been able to give them a conclusive answer, but I know it's been there for a long time. We found the tape. Gray and I are at my parents' house. We're digging through boxes in my old room. That's now really a just a glorified storage space. Looking for what is yeah, my earliest fine. memory of the voice. Uh, what are we going here? Put yourself in the picture. Fall down the side of the Titanic, escape from past and future worlds, or ride a virtual 3D roller coaster. These are just some of the thrills you can have on video forever. When you experience the movie magic of special effects, new secrets mm. behind the screen. There's something I like about the phrase on video forever given how hard we can look for this and now have to look for the technology to play it. (laughs) They weren't as future-focused as they thought they were. Back in the 90s, my family went to this place called ScienceWorks. It was kind of like a theme park, but everything was science-related. We went there a lot as kids. My memories from it are this hazy concoction of reality and things that I'm sure a child invented fiction. An old-style train out in the cafeteria, a contraption filled with ever-flowing honey, Morgan Freeman over the loudspeakers. You know, those fake real kid memories. On one particular trip, they had this exhibition where you could videotape yourself in front of green screens in all manner of precarious situations falling off a cliff, escaping from lava, inside a stranger's fridge. But apparently the one most seared in my mind was perhaps the least death-defying. 
singing karaoke with my family, while green screen ghost images of our silhouettes shadowed each of us. At the end of the day, you got a VHS tape. This VHS tape that 21 years later, I now hold in my hand. Did I watch this tape a lot as a kid? You kids could have got up to anything (laughs) in there. But this one, I have, like, seared into my brain the rock band bit where, like, on a green screen, karaoke to a song. And I was just doing a pretty normal, shy kid thing. And I I don't know if you remember, I was like, I don't want to be involved. Do you remember? No. Okay. Yes. It's like the first thing that I remember, like, seeing of myself and really regretting a lot. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like like an unreasonable amount. Mm. Yeah, of like replaying and being like, you should have been less shy. You should have been more performative. Yeah. Mm. Yes, you regretted the, um, not perhaps getting getting more involved into it. Well, I think Amy's in the, as I remember it, Amy's out in the front of the video and she's all like, I don't know, she has a ponytail and is pretending to sing. But I'm all just, like, very shy and in the background. But you were a bit shy and in the background, even at ballet. Was I? Yeah. I thought I was rambunctious. <laughs> no? You were a little bit hesitant when you were probably that age, whatever the age that it was. Yeah, I was going to say, how old would I be, like, yeah. eight? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe even younger. And that is my earliest memory of The Voice. I don't even entirely remember what the voice was saying. Here's your time to shine, and yep, you blew it. I just remember replaying this video in my head at night over and over again. Didn't I hear you want to be a famous singer? Cute twin triple threats like the Olsen twins? But you can't even perform karaoke. The voice berating me for my shyness, for my missed opportunity for family karaoke, for being plain, unspectacular, unremarkable... For being a kid, really. I was, like, trying to think of when was the first time that I was, like, I can remember being an anxious little petal. And that's the first one, is that video. I don't know how many times I must have watched it, or if I did watch it at all. <laughs> the, but it's it was, seared it's in seared your in brain. my brain of, like, mm. the first moment of searing rumination. And they do stay there for all your life. What? <laughs> I thought it would go away. No, 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 no. Are you saying that I might regret this for the rest of my life, Mum? We all have those thoughts, the sticky memories of what we've done wrong, the feeling of dread. But I think my mum's voice must be really tame in comparison to mine. She knows what happens to me when the voice gets really loud. Are you ready? I don't know what the song's going to be this time. I never do. It's a song, it's a song about freedom. It's always and maybe... So I'm sitting on my bed. (laughs) I've got my eyes closed. I've got my hands over my ears. I'm singing a stupid song that I'm making up on the spot. Or maybe it's a great song. I can't tell. I've got my hands over my ears. Right now, 
Grey is fetching my nightly sleeping pill. At the moment, we do this every night so that I can't see or hear where he keeps them. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. You can stop now. Mum says he's a keeper. Right now, for practical reasons, he is, in fact, the keeper of all the medications I'm currently taking. Why is Graham hiding my medication? Well, you know that voice that I'm so prone to rub a neck over? Sometimes I fly too close to the sun on that one. I stare too closely at that repeating gif of how I'm an asshole or whatever else bad until I'm not merely observing the car crash, but I'm actually inside of it, thinking that my only way out of it is my own death. That's when shit gets real. That's when I start to hide drugs from myself, because I'm afraid that if I don't, I might die. (laughs) You see, it's more than just panic attacks. Part of episode one of No Feeling is Final from the ABC called The Voice, presented by Honor Eastley, produced by Alice Moldovan, the sound engineer's Russell Stapleton, and the executive producer is Joel Werner. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.